Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of estate agency land, and welcome to the last ICG webinar of 2021. And we really have saved the best to the end. The bottom line is, is that as estate agents today in 2021, going into 2022, the simple fact is, is that listings are like gold dust. And unfortunately, the fees, have, the fees that estate agents have been getting have been really, really low. Estate agents have really been pulling their pants down. Yet there are some estate agents out there who've been getting some absolutely amazing fees and they're joined on, on this call today. And we're going to be asking them a little bit later how they get their fees. But the first part of this webinar is to talk to both Peter Knight from the Property Academy and Brian Farrell from Akaboom, who've both produced two reports where they've actually, Brian has, has interviewed over a thousand vendors and Peter has interviewed over 15,000 vendors and asked them the exact questions of what they're looking, what vendors are exactly looking for in an estate agent. And um, again, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but the bottom line is they're not looking for the cheapest estate agent. So we're going to go through what, why people choose their particular estate agent, what goes through their minds. Once Brian and Peter have said their part, we've got the queen of data herself, Sandra uh, from Dataloft. And she's going to actually, because she's the queen of stats, she's going to look at both reports and concisely put across where, where both reports cross over. We're joined by some superb estate agents out there. We're joined by Ben G. We're joined by Ian Macbeth, the King of Avocado. We've got Chris Poulton from Martin & Co. in Sunderland. We've got, the, we've got the King of the East Anglia. We've got Andy Overman. Jonathan Hammerford, who is fine and country through and through, Mr. Fine and Country. And again, he gets some tremendous fees. We've got Damien from uh, Fine and Country in Oxford. He is a new boy estate agent who is less than a year old and he is beating people off with what's name sticks, who he sticks with big listings and big fees. So again, there's no excuse if you're a new agent, he is pulling some trees up. Um, those are the people that have joined us today. So um, thank you everyone for watching this. And what I'd like to do first is go to, oh, before we kick off, we've got to save the best to the end. Leeds United's favourite supporter. Uh, they need that support at the moment. We've got Ian White, who basically is Mr. Who's Who of, of estate agency gurus. What he doesn't know ain't worth knowing. So welcome one and all. Welcome to the viewers today. And what I'd like to do is, Peter, please start your, your thoughts on your Property Academy Home Buyer Survey. Thanks very much. Over to you, sir. Well, thank you very much indeed, Chris, and good afternoon, everybody. And uh, it's great to be here. And I hope uh, <laughs> I remember once reading that the uh, that the price of clarity is the risk of insult. Uh, and I'm prepared to take that risk uh, because some of the things that I'm going to be sharing may uh, upset and insult a few people. Indeed, I'm already anticipating hearing, well, that doesn't apply to me. That's not what's going on in my part of the world. But just to give it some context, for 14 years now, we've carried out a home moving trend survey. And that's because what I found in the state agency, and to be fair, in other businesses as well, um, we're not short of opinions. And the trouble is with opinions is uh, <clears throat> when they're sort of deeply held beliefs, it doesn't necessarily make them facts, but often they're, they're presented as if they were facts. So we've carried out the Home Moving Trends Survey for 14 years, and this year, over 30,000 people took part, in, and in total, 16,434 sellers took part. So just to put that into sort of context for you in terms of the numbers, but um, as Sandra Jones will co comment on, uh, from Dataloft will comment on, on, on later, Sandra's had access to all 14 years of our data and she's been able to see and corroborate the points we're gonna make. So I'm sorry if what I'm gonna say isn't what you wanna hear, but it is just the facts based on the biggest survey ever carried out um, of people who are moving home. So let's get straight to the first key issue, Chris. You, you talk about fees. So we ask every year, did you choose the agent who offered the lowest fee? And 17, 17% said, yes, they did. Okay, so there are some people out there who buy the cheapest things. There are people who buy the cheapest clothes. There are people who buy the cheapest car. There are people who buy the cheapest holidays. There are people who like cheap, of course. But 83% didn't. Now, what I often hear when I quote that stat is agents will say to me, oh, yes, people are reluctant to, uh, to tell you the truth on this. Uh, they actually <clears throat> they, they don't, want to, they don't want to appear that that's what they do. 
So we ask the question in lots of different ways. And one of the ways that we ask it is we actually say, you can select five from a, a long menu, five reasons that most influenced your choice of agent, five. And the number one was confident, uh, I felt confident in their marketing ability. Number, that was 77%, over three quarters tick that. They had a good market knowledge, 71% tick that. I liked and trusted them. That's probably the most common thing that we found over 14 years, 67%. I was pleased with the valuation of, of my property, 65%. They had the lowest fee, 17%. That's when they have five options to choose from. So I'm sorry if this doesn't chime with you. Um, and I'm sorry if, if therefore uh, you get uh, disappointed, but I'm afraid when you lose a market appraisal and when a, another agent is instructed, other than in 17% of cases, it's not because of the fee. And, and that I know is quite a hard thing for, for people to, uh, to, to, to come to terms with, but, that, but that's how it is. But that's not the only thing that we found. I've got a whole load of stats here. Um, uh, uh, we, we ask uh, 50 or so questions and I've got lots and lots of different data, but a couple of things that, that I think are quite interesting that come out of this. We asked um, people, when, when, when you think about moving again, would you use the same agent that you used to sell your property? I don't know what you think the answer to this question is going to be, but I'm shocked by this. Only 49%, less than half, said yes. 23% said no. And 28% said, mm, I don't know, which is really just another way of saying no, I think. But anyway, only less than half, 49%, which hi highlights why when it comes to looking at the overall levels of satisfaction in the service, the net promoter score, I mean, look, there are some really good agents out there. I'm sure many of you on this call will be amongst them. 42%, when we asked on the net promoter score question, um, you know, how likely are you to recommend your estate agent to a colleague or friend? 42% gave, gave 10, the highest mark. And a further 13% gave nine. So they're, they're what, what uh, Fred Reichel, the creator of the Net Promoter Score, calls uh, promoters. However, the detractors, those that score six down to zero, right, that totals 29%. So the overall Net Promoter Score for estate agents is 26%, which is you know, not really very good, is it, you know, in, terms, in terms of the situation. So what it means, therefore, is there's a huge opportunity out there um, now, when it came to fees specifically, uh, let's just have a look at what this, what this, this uh, stat shows us, Chris. Um, we asked, what fee are you paying your selling agent? And by far and away, the majority, 38%, said they were paying 1%. However, what I find really, really shocking about this is half in total, half of all sellers are paying 1% or less. And, uh, you know, uh, we asked 12% we asked 12, 12 are, are less than 1%, 38, 1%, 16%, one and a quarter, 11%, um, one and a half. I mean, and then over 11%, you've got, well, you've got people who paid a fixed fee, that's 10%, which is probably likely, to be with some of the cheaper models and therefore probably below 10%. Um, but if you take those who paid a traditional agent's fee, there's only 13% uh, that are paying uh, over one and a half. And, uh, and therein lies, lies the, biggest, the biggest problem of the industry that we have. There's a couple of other things as well. I'll just, I'll just throw in a couple of other stats. I know we're gonna be opening this up to questions. Um, but one of the things that really surprised me, we asked, once a sale has been agreed, how long do you think it should take from offer to completion? So from the offer being accepted, how long do you think it should take? And again, what, what this highlights is just how ignorant uh, people are about the home moving process. And therefore what an opportunity there is for estate agents to help people to communicate highly effectively. Because, well, 41%, reckon it should take two months or less. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I wish, don't you? And I'm not talking just about the current situation that, that people are experiencing with some of the, the challenges of, 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 of uh, various firms' issues at the moment. Um, this, is, this survey was carried out before that, and uh, 40, 41% believe that the, that the property should be completed in, in that time. Now, well, a couple of, of, of additional opportunities for you. When it comes to, uh, we asked all the sellers, are you a landlord um, and uh, do you own another property as an investment? 83% said no. Funnily enough, the same stat, it's quite, it's quite unusual how that worked out. 17% yes. 10% have one property, 3% have two, and the other 4% have three or more. So in effect, almost one in five of your sellers is currently a landlord. Massive opportunity, therefore, for you to be able to, to uh, take additional business opportunities. And we also asked, did you, did you take a mortgage out uh, on your property? And 43% did not need a mortgage. 43% have purchased with cash. So that only leaves 57%. So up and of those, 16% um, said, well, we're going to stay with our current mortgage broker, uh, current mortgage provider, sorry. Um, only 19%, one in five, took the agent's advice and, uh, and, and went with a broker that they recommended. 22% went and looked for themselves and found a mortgage themselves from somebody else. So again, a massive missed opportunity in terms of the financial services uh, uh, opportunities out there. So, you know, I think, Chris, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, I'm the sort of the harbinger of doom here and bringing lots of bad news. What I'm trying to say is our survey suggests that, one, people who have sold the house are, broadly speaking, not that, a, a big chunk of them not that impressed with the service they got. Over half would not go back to the agent that sold their property if, when they come to sell again. The fees have been driven down lower and lower, and I'll make a prediction that next year, the average will go below 1% for the first time, because we've seen it over the years coming down. And when we first started this survey, it was, it was around 1.5%, and it's dropped now to 1% during this time. I'll make a prediction it'll go lower than that. And there's a massive amount of money being left on the table in terms of uh, um, landlords, opportunity, and uh, in terms of financial services as well. Thank you, Peter. Those are quite sobering thoughts. So just whilst they're on the ground, let's go and hit them again with Brian from Akaboom. You did a survey as well um, of over a thousand vendors. Give us your State of the Union from your point of view with what you found with your report. And then after that, we'll go to the Queen of Property Data, Sandra from Dataloft. Brian. Good. Hello, everybody. Um, the first, you know, Peter, I, the first time I heard some of those stats, especially that vendors are not interested in fees, they're happy to pay. If I was in an audience, you were on the stage and you you preached that. And I remember the whole room crossing their arms. And I was an agent at the time. And I was thinking, you've got that wrong. That's just not right. It is absolutely down to fees. I'm out there every day of the week. It's fees, fees, fees. And I think I maintained that view. I continued to maintain that view for a very long time until... I went to sell my own property and I invited the three best agents in the town round and I was prepared to pay one and a half percent sole agency. I was even considering if it was a really good agent and they could convince me they were the bee's knees to pay one and three quarter percent. But after I had those three agents round, it was a penny dropping moment for me because I remember thinking 24 hours later, none of they were all good. They'd all eaten my cookies and drunk my coffee. Um, they had all be nice people they'd obviously played a lot on the rapport building exercise but I was surprised that none of them had said I know you've got other agents coming out let me tell you what's different about us and then sold to me not hard sell but explained what was different about their service and how they do things differently none of them did that I was perturbed by the variation in price it was 10 or 15 percent and I thought as an ex-agent I'm better positioned than most people to understand how they arrive at marketing prices I didn't want to go too cheap. I didn't want to put it on too much and lose the interest. And then I remember thinking after about 24 hours, I couldn't remember specifically who'd said what, because people just don't remember everything they're saying. Then I found myself in sort of day two thinking, well, if I can't differentiate from one agent to another, why on earth would I pay any one of them the highest fee? It comes down to fees. I want the cheapest one. That's the only differentiator. 
So I started phoning up each agent saying, what will you do it for? He'd do it for one and a half. Next agent, I've got it for one and a half. What can you do it for? I'll do it for one and a quarter. Phoned the last one and said, if you do it for one, I'll go with you. Um, and that's how I chose my instructing of an agent. And I thought, crikey, in this day and age, why was I not taken through some sort of process to put me in a better place? Or why didn't any of those agents do a better job of differentiating themselves? So, you know, that, that was my own experience. And in part, that's why Acabroom started. But the, the survey, and I was surprised hearing some of those numbers, Peter, because they, they marry with a lot of what we pulled out of the survey. We asked some slightly different questions. We asked some of the standard stuff. How many agents did you have coming out? 46% said one or two. No surprise there, I don't think. Uh, 53% said three or four. So somewhere two, three or four agents. I don't think that'll be a surprise to anybody around the table. Um, interestingly, we had exactly the same result, that only 17% are already going about looking for the cheaper fee. So the vast majority of people, again, are going out there saying, I'm prepared to pay a higher fee. Convince me you can do a better job than anybody else. And I think there lies the problem. People are not being convinced effectively that any, any particular one agent can do the best job. We asked them, what are the most important things when you come to instruct an agent? 40% said it's very much down to presentation and how they deliver their service and what they tell us they're going to do, or how they present themselves and their service. 36% said they need to show off that they know local knowledge, things like local schools, demographics, council tax, things like that. 13% said we obviously need convincing that, it's, that they're using the very latest in marketing techniques. Uh, when we said, what would make you pay a higher fee? They said, well, if 81% of them said if they were able to demonstrate their ability to sell the property. Now, read into that how you want, but you should probably have a list of what we do that's different, why our marketing is better. We've got a history of getting better prices. And here's some evidence and case studies of what we've done before. Um, Peter mentioned in part there, uh, you know, how quickly they're going to move and people not understanding the moving process. 64% of people said they wanted a straightforward process to putting the property on the market and the marketing and moving through the, the whole process overall. The last thing I mentioned from our survey is a highlight was, and this surprised me a little bit, was how many people do you discuss um, the valuation and the fee with before you put your property on the market? 59.8% said three or four people. Now, we all know as an agent, when you book it in the diary or book the market appraisal in the diary, you try and get all the decision makers around the table, but you're not always successful. So if you're only speaking to one decision maker, you're gonna have highly likely 60% of the time or above um, you've got that person you're communicating to to remember all the good things you've said and have to then uh, communicate that to their partner or other decision makers in the room. So that was a biggie for me. Um, that's I think that takes us, if I've just done the king of data, I, I don't actually, I shouldn't even try and claim that we're onto the queen of data now. So I think that moves straight into Sandra, if I'm not wrong, Chris. Indeed. Thank you, Brian, for that. Um, just before we kick off, um, Brian, how does anyone get a copy of your report? Um, it's on our blog. So Akaboom blog. If you go to the akaboom.co.uk and click the blog button, it's uh, one of the items, one of the more recent items on our blog. Good stuff. And Peter, is there an executive summary that people can look at on your website? And it's not the full report, but it's got the headlines, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we we, we, we charge uh, for it, Chris. Um, it, it comes as part of the uh, EA Masters um, ticket price. But uh, I'm very happy for anybody who's on this call um, and receiving this information uh, to, to have a complimentary copy. So if they get in touch with me, we'll make sure that they can have a, a complimentary copy of the executive summary uh, uh, today. That's very kind, Peter. Thank you. Okay, let's go to the queen of property data, Sandra Jones from Dataloft, who really are the kings and queens of property data. Uh, an awful lot of estate agents use them. And when it comes to content, they really are superb. Sandra, you've looked at both reports. Looking at it from a helicopter point of view, what, what similarities and what, uh, what, what, what's different about them? Talk to us. Yeah, hi, hello. Um, yeah, so Chris, what you asked me to do today was to, um, as you say, to sort of make a comparison between the two. And, um, and I guess one of the uh, absolutely most startling findings is that 17% number, because the two surveys were done at different times with different samples, very different sizes. Um, you know, the questions were asked in a different way. 
but that one question that came out, they both came out at 17%. So in both surveys, 17%, only 17% of vendors said that they'd chosen their agent because of fee. So that, that is, I don't know if that's a remarkable coincidence or just an absolute fact, um, but either way, it is quite a surprise. Okay, that, one, question that, one question that Peter did say is, is that you've had access to the data the last 14 years. Has that number fundamentally changed over those 14 years? No, no, it hasn't. And, it, and, and again, no, over that whole period, fees have never been the issue. But so the two surveys do ask the question in a different way. And I think that's quite important. So in the um, Property Academy survey, as Peter pointed out, the um, respondents are given the option of, of ticking five boxes. So they're given a long list of possible reasons why they chose their, their agents and they're allowed to tick five that came into the decision making process. And, and so even when they're given the opportunity to tick that box five times, only 17% ticked it as one of their five choices. That's quite surprising. Whereas I think on Brian's survey, um, it was just tell us the top reason. Um, so it's a slightly different approach. Um, so no, that is a remarkable uh, uh, similarity between those two numbers. And I think a really important one. Something else I would point out, um, and again, it's to do with that long, uh, that long view we've got on the Property Academy survey. Um, Peter pointed out that the fee rates um, had gone down over that period. I would just add some context to that, which is that prices have gone up over that period. So 1% of a, of a bigger number today than it was 14 years ago. Um, and, I, and I think that is important because when you're on the other side of the fence and you're wondering what you're paying, you're looking at a, you're not looking at percentage so much as a, a number. So what is the what is the fee I'm going to pay to that agent for that transaction? So there, so there is probably a reason why the percentage rate has has gone down over that period because house prices have risen um, out of proportion. So I think that's important because because our role is always to look at kind of interpretation and context for data. So we're always trying to think, is there another explanation for what's going on there? And I think that's a, an important part of the explanation. Um, something else that we looked at from the Property Academy survey was that whole issue around what, what is the conversation that goes on in the lead up to that, to that decision about, about fee level? And there's something there about trust, which, which has been a big conversation. And I think, again, comes out in both surveys or certainly local market knowledge came out as, as an important factor in both surveys and sort of professionalism um, and ability to sell. So all those factors are coming into the decision. Um, and I think important to understand where, what, you know, what, what is the broader picture? What's the conversation that's going on? What, what, has, what has happened in the lead up to that conversation, which can be over, a, you know, a very long period of time, not just, not just a matter of weeks and months, but over years of What's, what's the impression that that, that that vendor has of that agent? What, what has been built up in market over that time? Um, so, there, so there's some really important context around this whole issue of where, where is, you know, how are we landing at the choice of agent and, 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 what, and what role does fee pay in that? Um, we're, uh, you know, what, what, you've based, what you've done on these surveys, you've done a thing that, that we're all told to do in business, which is ask your customers, ask your customers for feedback. What, what does the customer want from you? What are they really thinking? What's going on in decision-making process? And that really is, um, sadly, an art and not a science. So there is, there is opinion in here. There are, there are differences in the size, there are differences in the way you've asked the questions. Um, I, I think, um, um yeah sorry i'm i'm kind of running out it is a, it is a bizarre thing about these two surveys because you have got a lot of similarities and i think that's to do with the way you've asked you know, the, the the question that you're trying to get an answer to um but also maybe we just have to accept that that there is a huge amount of of um of, of similarity in the way that vendors are thinking around this topic and Alexandra, I just, Aaron Kirk has just posted a, a, a comment here. He said that he, he was saying that uh, <clears throat> he was happy for um, basically one of his competitors um, is happy to drop to 0.75 because that's the new 1% based on house price rises. But, but here's the thing. House prices may well have, have, uh, um, have gone up, but so too have costs. <clears throat> you know, and you know the, the overall net position. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I, I, I have to disagree with you on this, on Sandra. I, I think fundamentally, 
um, the, 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 the reduction in, in fees is as a consequence of agents chasing vanity metrics like numbers of listings and market share, rather than pursuing uh, uh, the growth of profitable businesses. And you know, <clears throat> I get to see the financials of hundreds and hundreds of different estate agency businesses. And some of them are so precarious in terms of their overall financial position um, because they're just not charging enough. And <clears throat> by the way, I think this is going to be a, an even bigger problem in 2022 because we're going to see a wage explosion in a state agency. You know, <clears throat> the, the, the already, I'm, I'm hearing from recruitment agencies that to find great talent, they're having to pay 10, 15, 20, 25% more than they were paying a year ago. So you know, if we don't charge as an industry, if we don't charge an appropriate fee, we're going to run out of money. This is, you know, there are a lot of firms that are going to run out of money. So I really feel very, very strongly about this, that fees are the single biggest issue that agents need to get their heads around, which is, of course, why we're talking about it today. Interestingly. Sorry. Go on, Sandra. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, there's two ways of addressing that, aren't there? There's one is, is to look at your cost base. And, and there are many ways now to start, you know, to look at outsourcing or to look at, at ways that you can automate processes. So you can look at the cost base of delivering that service. And the other is added value services. So when you're in that competitive fee situation, what what are you offering to differentiate from your from your you know, from your competitors in the field? And so what and, the, and again, there are many ways that you can look at the offering more for the same money or offering more in your service so that you can justify that higher fee. And, and that's the way that most professional businesses operate. You know, you, you are paid it for, for the quality of your service. That, that's a that's a, a very standard way of, of, a, of you know, arriving at, a, at an appropriate price for the service, isn't it? Okay, we're just going to go to Ian White in a second, but just as 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 Sandra was saying that, I just did a back of the fact packet, uh, not that smoke. And in two thousand and six, when the Property Academy started their home buyers uh, survey, the average value of a property was one hundred and seventy six thousand pounds, and if and the and the average fee was one point six percent, because I've got that a bird into my head, which would be which would be an average fee of two thousand eight hundred and sixteen pounds in 2006. Today, the average value of a property in the UK is 265. So at 1%, that's a fee of 2,650. So you could say, well, that's a drop from 28 to 265. But we've had 50.8% inflation. So if the 2,816 pounds, which was 176 grand times 1.6 have gone up by inflation, fees today should be 4,224 pounds per property, not the current 2650. So Peter, yeah, bang on. You're right, there has been some inflation there, Sandra, but the big one is this, agents have really pulled their fees down. I'd like to go to Ian White, and then I'd like to, to go to Ian Macbeth. Ian White first. I think, I think the point that I'm, that I'm hearing and, and when I'm working with agents to try and help them to overcome the fee issue, which, which quite frankly is in their heads rather than in reality, as is proved by the stats, is that clearly roughly one in five people are fee orientated. That's a fact. It's been on Peter's survey for many years. It's never changed. It's always been just under 20 percent. Brian's proves the same stat. But the estate agent's mindset is that 100% of the consumers make their decision on fees, and it's just not correct. So if you can break that psychology, either yourself as a business leader or within your team, then, then you have the freedom to start to understand that eight out of 10 people actually will not make their decision based on fee. Then you can model your fee. I'm not, I'm not an advocate that everybody should be charging two, two and a half percent. I think it's impossible to charge a lot and do a little. And I think it's business suicide to charge a little and do a lot. Um, different models have different fee structures. The question is, how can you maximize the fee for your model? There's no, there's no problem being a cheap fee agent. It's not how I would choose to be. It's not how I think the people on this panel would choose to be. But if, be honest, do a little, charge a little, and let the consumer make that decision. Go and pick up the one in five. But if you do want to charge a lot, you also have a responsibility from the onward research that these these surveys are opening is you've got to deliver a lot if you're going to charge a lot you have to deliver a lot whether that be in your tension of purpose whether it be the marketing strategy the finer country guys we've got a couple of them on here now you know then the reason he get higher fees is quite simply because one their people are high caliber but their marketing is exemplary it, it, it's better than most it, it stands out from the crowd so 
pick your model, charge accordingly and charge as much as you can. But the first thing to understand is not all consumers make a decision and not the people watching this webinar make a decision on everything they buy based on price. So why do we assume that everyone else does? Why do we assume the seller or the landlord only picks on price when nobody else does? I don't, yeah. That's the bit that needs breaking. Okay, let's go to Ian Macbeth. Now, Ian, you have set up, along with Michael, Avocado in Berkshire, which is one of the strongest property markets out there in the UK. It's cutthroat. You've got Ian's old uh, business. You've got some really big, impressive independents as well there. But if you don't mind me saying, you guys are pulling trees up and getting some decent fees. What have you got to add to the discussion? Let's start helping. We've now kicked the table, the legs from underneath the state agents. We now need to build these guys, boys and girls up to help them out. So fire away. We'll start off with the agents now. Yeah, the first thing, I think the actual industry, how it's defined, we've defined incorrectly for many, many years, many decades. We call ourselves a sales industry. And I, I keep pushing the fact that I don't think we are a sales industry. And I think because we're not a sales industry, but we're functioning like a sales industry, it's all KPIs, it's all sales targets, and it's all figure related, which is a race to the bottom. But if you look at Peter's survey and the type of industry that I believe, which doesn't sound as sexy, is marketing and consultancy, you look at number one, marketing ability, you look at number two, market knowledge on Peter's survey, and then three, trust, which in reality, you've got one and two, it equals three. Um, and, and the bottom two are obviously valuation price and fee, which is normally everyone's excuse why they lost a valuation in traditional models. But if you consult properly and advise the client properly, not just from the moment that you get invited out, but from your marketing all the way to the end, then that, I believe, gives you the repeat business. And I'm a big believer that businesses should focus on profit and then the uncontested appointments, the uncontested business. And the way that you get uncontested business is to deliver an exceptional marketing and consultancy package. So they recommend you at the end. And, and that would be my belief on it is we're too salesy. Too salesy. Isn't it interesting that out of all the people who have moved home since the first lockdown have only been in their house up to six years and 18 weeks? I'll just repeat that. Only over half of the people who've moved in the last 18 months have only been in their house six years and 18 weeks, but only one in eight people go back to the original agent. I mean, Peter, you said 50% of people would use the agent again. That obviously slipped down to 12, 12%. You know, 12%. Well, that's based, <clears throat> that's based on their, how they feel now. And of course, if, if they're ignored, if they're ignored for the next 12 months, 24, 36 months, whatever, in inevitably that, that number will, will increase. Can I just say, Ian, um, Ian Macbeth, I can 100% agree with you. We are in the marketing industry, right? We happen to be marketers of property. You are so right. We are not sellers of property, if we ever were. We're marketers of property. And that is the emphasis. And I think you're, you're absolutely bang on with that. Okay, let's go to Ben G. What have you got to say, my friend? I think it's, um, it, it's a very obvious point, but it's one worth worth noting that if a client doesn't want to use you, if they don't want to instruct you, your fee is totally irrelevant anyway. So if they do want to use you, if you compel them, like Brian was saying, he didn't feel compelled by any of the agents that he met. If you compel them to say, you're going to do the best job for me and get the best result for me, that fee conversation is a very easy conversation, actually. And you can charge a premium way above what most of your competitors are charging in the market but it comes on to exactly what ian was saying you've got to give them up more than a sales pitch you've got to talk to them about how you're going to guide them through the process what type of marketing techniques you're going to use and make them feel very special because they want an experience and we're certainly finding that if you can give um, a client that experience and exp explain exactly what they're going to get and how you're going to get their best result for them they will definitely pay you a premium. And I'm not talking about being just above the lowest point in the market. I'm talking about being way above your competitors. Good stuff. I'd like to go to Jonathan Hanford, who is uh, the king of client country, in my humble opinion. Uh, Jonathan, you know, you, you are a consultant for, on the board of Final Country and also you're a, a practicing estate agent as well. Um, what do you do? What can you share with the boys and girls out there in estate agency land? That, that you're doing, okay, you're doing it for some big million pound, two million pound plus houses, but what, what could you share in two or three minutes that 
people, you know, the valuers and listeners and bosses of this world could take on board saying, we need, you know, what, what can you help them with? Give them a Christmas present. Okay. Um, so first of all, in terms of context, I, I am a coalface agent and I have been for practically my whole life. I've done this job for, for 20 odd years. And I worked in the mass market before I worked in the upper quartile and the principles in the mass market were exactly the same as the upper quartile and the fee structure is exactly the same. It's the same mentality. One of the, uh, the statistics that Peter put out was I think 43% of people expect to move within two months or less. And I'll give you a tangible example of what's happening out there in reality. So this is one that I've just sold. I launched this property on the 16th of November. It's three and a half million. My fee is 3% inclusive of VAT. It's £105 inclusive of VAT. Uh, the removal company are booked in on Tuesday next week, which is the 21st. So I'm, I'm living and breathing this. I'm out there and I'm commanding those fees. And I think for anyone that, that wants to do that, there's two things that you've got to take into consideration. One, you've got to believe like you are an expensive estate agent, and two, you've got to behave like you're an expensive estate agent. There's no point being a greedy seagull out there just gobbling everything up and taking listings for the sake of it and trying to take stuff that you can't justify your the return. You've got to deliver and be worthwhile. And you could say, oh, yeah, but, John, that's an exception. It's not. It's the second time that I've sold this. I sold it in 2019, and it was a similar setup. We moved the buyer within a month as well. So that's twice within the space of three years. Now, I think the opportunity for you to command higher fees comes from the market appraisal, the valuation appointments. The most important person as the ambassador of your business is the one that's out there on an appointment. They ultimately are the ones that are conducting the appointment and it's unscripted theatre. So there is not everyone can do it. You've got to have aces in their places. You've got to have the right people that are out there trying to convince that seller that you're going to be the right person. And at Finding Country, um, certainly within our part of the business, we hold the person's hand from the start of the process right the way through to the finishing line. So I will be there on Tuesday to meet with the removal companies, to take the meter readings, to do the handover, to show them how everything works, because I'm believing and behaving like I'm worth 3% inclusive of VAT. So we were talking about football before we went live with everyone, and we were doing loads of different footballing analogies. And, you know... Fred is a central midfielder, he's rubbish at shooting and scoring. Ronaldo is the person that's going to be up there bagging the goals. And that's who you want on the on the sofa that's talking to somebody, trying to convince them of the reasons to instruct your business. So, you know, I, I think it's it's down to the individual and how good they are at what they do and how much they believe in the brand and the business. And I've seen people within really good organisations where other people are getting really high fees and they're not because they're not behaving in that same way. So, uh, yeah. Okay, let's go to the king. Let's go. Thank you, Jonathan. Let's go to the king of Sunderland, uh, Chris Poulton. What have you got to add on this? Oh, he's... You're on mute. Chris, you're muted. It's <laughs> <laughs> always one. <laughs> you're muted still. Oh, he's muted. We can't hear you, mate. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. lovely. Brilliant. Oh, hey, there you go. It was the dogs in the background. We, we're going from one end of the market to the other, but what is really interesting in the same way the survey is the principles are exactly the same. You know, my cheapest house I've sold this year so far is £17,500. But my fee on that was 7.5%. You know, so... But I never talk percentage because percentage to a certain extent is irrelevant for me. You know, if I was getting a, a, a £10,000 fee, it would be 55% of the property value. So um, I, I, I think it, it's the confidence. I think if you don't know what differentiates, we talk about customers not knowing what differentiates the service between the agents. I've seen examples of agents not knowing what differentiates them from the other agents. So the only thing they can think of is, value high fees low your, your staff have to know and have to believe and have to trust what is different for them so i look at some of our statistics so when when somebody asks me what my fees is i never tell them that's not because i'm trying to hide them but i don't know what they want I, they haven't told me what they want yet so how can i explain to them the the, the fee um you know you 
we are a service organization. We're not a sales organization. And the service that we're offering depends on what service they want and what service they're willing to pay for. So if they don't want to pay my full fee, then they're not getting our negotiation and have to negotiate themselves. However, we we track how much value we add post post original offer. And we add about four to seven percent on top of that original offer. That's a tangible benefit that I can say, well, for an extra 500 quid, you're gonna get seven, up to 7% extra value. If you do the viewings, it's gonna take on average 4.7 viewings to get an offer. When we do them, it's 2.3. So that's half the amount of time that you've got to clear your house, get ready, take time off work. All of those things are building up that picture of the value and the service. As Ian said earlier on, the service that you're adding. I've got to give credit to Luke Sinclair from Leicester because he, he put a post on LinkedIn uh, a couple of weeks back, which was had a whole lot of stats in. And that's completely crystallized in my mind how I'm going to present things to my clients. Um, because I'd subconsciously used a lot of those, but I'd never physically kind of seen them manifested in that way. But if you can, if you can prove, if you can say, well, this is the value of my service. If you can say to somebody, we'll get you an extra 40 grand in offer, then why wouldn't they pay you an extra five grand or 500 quid? I mean, again, why doesn't everyone over the Christmas period, we'll come to you in a second, Andy Overman, why doesn't everyone over Christmas go through every sale they've done, work out the pounds per square foot, and then go to the other agents in town and see what they've been selling their pound per square foot? Okay, you might have to do a bit of hard work, but hard work never hurt anyone. Let's go to the king of oh, East Anglia. You could subscribe to Dataloft and they'll do it for you. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. There's a plug for you, Sandra. Right, let's go. Let's go live to East Anglia to Thetford to Andy Over. Now, Andy, um, he he started his own estate agency less than a year ago, and he is pulling trees up. So, Andy, what are you doing to get some great fees, and, and especially what the other speakers have said? It's it's really interesting, and I know that Peter puts a, a huge emphasis because of his relationship with the Coveys on on building trust and the speed of trust. And so for, for us, it was, and, and with Ian's help, it, it, it was building brand awareness, building um, likability, marketability. Ian touched on it. We're not estate agents. We're not salespeople. We are marketeers. Um, and your clients have got to feel that you are going to handhold them and get them from where they are now to where they want to be. And generally, they have two considerations, speed and time and, and price, obviously, and the price that's achieved. So the agent that's selling the most units locally here is also the worst performing on comparison sites like get agent in terms of percentage of asking price achieved whereas at the moment we're holding a two-week selling time and an average of 102.4 percent of asking price and if you can demonstrate those two things and you've built up the trust with your marketing ian great on videos it's building up that uh, that empathy towards the brand and the trust and the likability then you have you, those stats behind you, you can command the fees that we deserve. And that will allow us in time to invest those resources into bringing on better teams and better levels of service so that we can then scale that up within our businesses. Okay, what I'd like to do is just go to both Ian's in a second. But interestingly, the word trust keeps coming all the way through this. And anyone who was at the EA Masters, the word trust with, with, with uh, Mr. Covey was, was something that was all the way through it. And again, someone said earlier on, you've got to prove that at the valuation, but surely you need to prove that before that, almost using social media. And if you don't mind me saying, Ian Macbeth, your social media is outstanding. Jonathan, you're, you're over the social media, something rotten. And Damien, you know, you, you can guarantee two things in life. And one of them is there's going to be a video of, that you've checked out on LinkedIn. You're all over it, building up your, your, your personality. So um, Ian Macbeth first, what have you got to add to that? I agree with Jonathan in terms of the valuation is really important, but the, the step before that and where we're talking loads of stats and, you know, everything that's going on numbers wise, I also think people have to remember that your business has to have an identity and you have to market your identity and that's where you get your trust from. And that's on the valuation where actually there is no need to sell. It's irrelevant because the client already knows they want to use you. You're just confirming face to face what they've already seen on video. And it comes from moving vanilla marketing away and actually putting yourself out there to say, this is my avatar. This is my demographic. This is my profile I'm marketing to. I don't want 100% of the market. And the people that kind of troll on Facebook or whatever it may be, you know you're winning because you've got trolls because that's not your marketplace. 
that 80-20 rule that you can apply in life, 17-83 in this case, those 17% that are kind of looking for a cheap fee, they're, they're not my marketing avatar. They're not my profile. So how we actually market our businesses and the feeling, I think Andy mentioned it about the feeling that a client gets towards you, that gives you the step towards I can then demand the fee that I charge because that's my client rather than just a client. But, but Ian, what, what, what is your, again, we, we're getting close, so we be, be, try and be concise, but what marketing are you exactly doing? Are you talking about your agency and how wonderful you are and good old few right move pie charts, which you know I love? No, there's no stats involved. We're offering value. So if you define your avatar, what problems do they have and what solutions do you solve those problems for as a business? And then just tell people what your solutions are. You don't even need to highlight the problems. These are my solutions to that particular avatar, that, that particular client. And if you market in that way, they come to you anyway, organically. It's how most really good, talented businesses work outside the industry. Good stuff. I want to go to Ian White, then Damien, and then Andy. Ian, keep it keep it short if you don't mind. Uh, just a couple of things to help maybe agents watching this in terms of building fees. One would be understanding the piece that many have talked on here, that the, the real ability to win a higher fee is winning the client long before they're ready to transact through your communications and everything else, your relationship building and the, the stuff that Ian McBeth puts out there particularly well, and so does the location, location guys. That, that helps you already win the trust. But the second thing is to understand that if fee was the biggest thing for the client, why don't the low fee agents rule the world? Why, why, why have location, location, for example, every year increase the minimum fee they're prepared to charge at the same time as increase their market share? It, fee is not, it just isn't, it, the FOMO, the fear of missing out on that one instruction is crippling the industry to the point where we can't recruit and hire champions that can deliver all this stuff that we all know all this stuff we're talking about about being marketeers certainly the location location guys i was involved in building their pitch they don't class themselves as estate agents they tell the client that we're marketeers we are we're not estate agents if you want to instruct an estate agent there's one over there will do it for one percent that's not us okay so um we'll come to you in a second damien i'm um, interesting i mean why don't everyone watching this go and follow what ian Macbeth is doing go and follow what damien is doing Follow Jonathan Hanford, what he's doing. Just follow Andy Overman. And just over the Christmas period, don't, you know, get off bloody Netflix and actually spend 10, 15 minutes on each of them and systematically go through every single post they've chucked out and actually see what, exactly what they're doing. Damon, you don't need, you know, you've only been in the industry a year and you are pulling trees up. You, you know, so it's not a, it's not a lack of training, although training is a completely different uh, kettle of fish. What are you doing to get high fees? Um, well, I'm, I'm fairly new into the game, obviously only a year in with no experience prior to that, but I was blessed with having my own business in, in California, uh, for eight years and watching how the Americans do things and having clients like Tom Ferry, people like that, and surrounding myself with really, really strong people in the industry over in the U S and funnily enough, I've, you know, I agree with everything everybody's been saying on this and I'm actually learning a lot myself, but to hear that. 70 plus percent choose an agent through their marketing is exactly why I push my marketing only I'm, I'm one against all the you know the pie charts and we do this and we you should choose that I just market the hell out of myself every single day without fail um, and then interestingly the stats from the US are the most important thing I think it's like 50 percent of why people choose agents is trust the next thing is negotiation and fee, funnily enough, from the stats that I've I've read, um, isn't even on there. Fee isn't even a thing. And obviously, over there they charge five or six percent, um, and you know they justify it and they're thought of as true professionals. And when I come over to the UK, it was, "You're going to be an estate agent, Damien. You're going to be an estate agent." And I said, "Yeah, of course. Why not?" Um, go on. Sorry. No, go on. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just thought to myself, I'm going to do what the Americans do. I'm not going to sit around like a uh, you know, couch potato or whatever. I'm going to get myself out there. I'm going to do a lot of content, relevant content to what people are interested in, in the Oxfordshire area about the top 20 streets and just, you know, everything. I was just pushing content out every single day for the first three months. Then things started to happen. Then within a year, 25 to 30 listings, I'm charging two to 3% on average, you know, listings from 5 million up to 30 million now. And and, and absolutely loving it, but giving people the service and obviously becoming a marketing guru rather than a, you know, an, just a, an estate agent, because I, I don't aspire to be an estate agent. I want to give the best service and, 
like one of my clients said yesterday, Damon, you got you got a, an albatross for me as a golfer. And he said, you've sold my house for 650000 over asking price. We put it on a five million. He said, nobody, nobody else was able to do that. So it's marketing. And obviously, given that, that trust to your client, which I think also comes from the marketing, and just to go back to that as well for other agents, you are building that trust without you even knowing it by pushing out this content every single day because people are watching and you don't even realize they're watching you. And remember, it's content which is infam- that is worth that's worth something to the viewer. So you're not talking about yourself or your firm. So go back and see what Damien did a year ago, not the stuff you know stuff he's only doing now. Top you know countdown of the top twenty streets. He's doing local property market reports. I want to go to Andy and then I want to go to Chris. Keep it nice and short. We've got eight minutes left. Sure. Um, just to add to, to, to the, the value add to that is that I think that agents need to look what they're doing within their community as well. We talk about marketing the brand. We talk about marketing our identity. We talk about building trust. And a lot of that trust is born by and within our own communities. So um, starting Facebook groups, connecting people, um, you know, uh, you, you can be a key collection. You could be a key holding service. Andy, Andy, you did a wonderful thing when the when your garden centre flooded and you put a message out there and you just got so much engagement. You know, you are the digital mayor of your town. Amazing. Um, Chris Paulton, can I come to you? What, what have you got to add to the party? Yeah, I, 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 something that Ian said, um, I, I think we can talk about customers. And I don't think the issues with customers at all. We, 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 we've seen the stats, the issues with us and the issues in our head, and we've just got to get rid of it. We, you've got to be ready to lose every instruction if the price isn't right. You've got to be ready to do that. But the reality is, if you're ready to lose every instruction, you won't, you will win 80% of them. You might lose the 17% of the ones that want the cheap fees. One of my teams sent out a, um, an, an email in response to somebody who'd asked for fees, and I was over the moon. I couldn't have been, it built, brought the biggest smile to my face. Um, the, the response was, thanks for your inquiry about fees. We are not the cheapest in the area and never aim to be. We aim to offer the maximum service. If there's any element of our service you're not looking for and you're looking for a le- lesser service, please let us know. Otherwise, we can recommend an agent that matches your requirements. That 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 made me over the moon because straight away that person knows exactly where we stand if they want to come to us they're going to have to be willing to pay for the service that they're looking for get what you pay for okay i want you willing to lose that in order to win it i think that's a massive insight i think we're too hung up on the the success right i'm going to go to brian next and then after that every i'm going to go to every single person in this webinar for a one one final insight or takeaway you're going to take from this from what someone else said or just think wow i didn't realize that or just so you know we can do it in a concise way but brian what's your point and then i want to ask you what's your biggest takeaway brian first so my point was that listening to all the agents around the table who you introduced as all high fee achievers and what stands out for me listening to them all is they've got a pocket full of answers as to the reasons to instruct them Now, it might be stats, we get higher prices than our competitors, we sell property faster, Um, we get you you move quicker because our sales progression is better. It probably doesn't matter so much what the answers are, it's the fact that each and every one of them, and this jumped out at me because I speak to agents all the time, and it doesn't jump out at me with every new client that we're speaking to, what are the reasons to instruct you? But this group around the table who are getting high fees have obviously sat sat around the table with their team and said, why should somebody instruct us? What do we do differently? What do we do better? And when we're we're sat in front of a a client who's effectively asking us, why should I instruct you and not a competitor? They've got a sales pitch. They've got a story to tell. They've got reasons to instruct them. And it just it jumped out at me that every single one of them who's been speaking around the table here has got a pocket full of answers to as reasons to instruct them. I thought that was great. Lovely. Okay, let's start going around the room. First, I'd like to start off with Ben G. What's your biggest takeaway from today? The takeaway is that we must compel um, those customers to want to use us. They, they must feel that they um, that we are the best choice for them and then charge a fee that is not just above our competitors, but, but solidly above our competitors. Excellent. Okay, the King of Berkshire, Ian Macbeth. Yeah, it's, it's to the industry, to everyone that's watching, don't underestimate how much of a massive milestone it is moving home for the public and how much value we have 
that we can share to make that experience really, really magical. So that's why we should charge the fee that we're worth is because we can have an influence in someone's life in a massive milestone and we can really impact that positively or unfortunately negatively. Thank you, Ian. Let's go to Ian White. Uh, for me, it's simple. FOMO is killing our business. Fear of missing out is killing our industry. Uh, driving fees down, driving standards down. Be prepared to lose. You'll win a lot more if you take that approach. Excellent. Chris Paulton. Um, Brian mentioned that we all have answers um, to the questions, which is true. But for me, the key is before you give those answers, listen to what your customer wants. And then you choose your answers based on what that customer wants. Don't go, don't, if you go in thinking that you know exactly how you're going to do this pitch, you won't maximise. Good stuff. Jonathan Hanford. Uh, make Peter Knight wrong in 2022. Give yourself a pay rise. Go out there, asking for more money. go back into your office on January with a contract at 2% plus and shout zoo to all of your colleagues because you've got a listing that no one else thought was possible. So, yeah, make Peter wrong. <laughs> Damien from Oxford. Um, I think, like everybody else has said, stick to your guns. I think that we... Um, we all deserve 2%, 2.5%, 3%. And, uh, you know, if we start charging that, I think the, the whole industry, the service will be better. Um, you know, it's a tough one for the clients to swallow while having a glass of moonshine or whiskey, whatever it is. But I think as an industry, we've got to stick firm and start charging more. That way, everything will be better. Good stuff. Sandra from Data Loft. Um, yeah, we talked a lot on this call about, about trust and the importance of trust. And I think just to say that, you know, by the time you walk into a market appraisal, most of the groundwork's probably already been done. And that, that trust is built up over a very long period of time. And, and in all those years when people are not even thinking about moving home. So it's, so it's, getting, it's, it's keeping them in that conversation in those years in between the transactions. Thank you. Andy Overman. I just say that if you're one of those listers or uh, managers that's constantly in front of the public saying that you're losing listings on fee, I think take a look in the mirror. Peter Knight's proven it 80%, uh, I think statistically 80%. Um, you just haven't demonstrated the, the, the right level of value to the client. So look deep within. There's plenty of people within the industry that will offer help, support, guidance. You mentioned Luke Sinclair, obviously myself. Look at what Ian's doing. Um, because th those listings are out there and I think you need to, as Ian said, identify your avatar, your ideal client and then work with that. I mean, certainly before we go to Peter, you know, I'm sure all these guys, you pick the phone up to them, you can connect with them on LinkedIn, pick up the phone to them and have a chat with them. You know I'm a founder member of Agents Together. There are hundreds and hundreds of state agents. I can see quite a few mentors on this, on this call now who will give you one-to-one -one mentoring, not training, to, be, to, to improve your mindset so you believe in yourself. Let's leave the final word to Peter Knight. Peter, your final takeaway from this. Well, thank you, Chris, and thank you, everybody, uh, um, and some of the, all the all the all the comments in the chat as well. Jim and others who have made a lot of comments, so thank you for those. Look, in simple terms, um, I love the way uh, Chris you just quoted some numbers there. So just taking a leaf out of your book on that one. I, I, the mantra I would have is this: point two of a percent, right? I mean, I take what Damien's doing is, is, is brilliant, right? But let's start off by just adding 0.2 of a percent. And I'll make a very bold statement. You will not lose any more instructions by holding out for an additional 0.2%. Those who already have determined, the 17% that have determined that they want the cheapest fee, they're going to they're gonna still want the cheapest fee. So for the other 83%, charge an additional 0.2%. And on the average selling price that Chris quoted there, that will generate you an extra £535 of revenue. But it's not just revenue. It's £535 of profit because it'll cost you, it costs you no more to charge an additional 0.2%. And on the basis that the vast majority of agents are struggling to get a 10% margin, right? What you're talking about here is increasing that, that opportunity by 30%. So 0.2% is my mantra for 2022, it, it, or even 0.22%. Why not? 0.22 in 22. That's my final word, Chris. 
Exceptional. On that, on, on that tagline, I want to say thank you very much. My advice to everyone is go and follow these agents on social media. Benji, Ian Macbeth, Andy Overman, um, Chris Poulton, Jonathan Hanford, Damien. We've got Michelle at JD Gallagher, who unfortunately couldn't be on this call. She won the best estate agents guy um, with, with Peter's Property Academy. She is, Go look at her social media. She's checking stuff out with five, 6,000 natural views. Jim Parker from Five Properties. Go and follow what he's doing. He's doing a TV program, getting hundreds and thousands of people from Five watching him. Go and watch Adam Mackay from Sawbridgeworth. There are some great agents out there. Just do what, don't just do what they do in your own locality and you'll win. Believe in yourself and you'll win. Thank you very much, one and all, for, for your participation today on this on this webinar. Let's, uh, more importantly, thank you everyone for watching this and let's wish everyone a great Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll see you on the other side of 2022 with your 0.22.